boredom, the lack of space, and relationship struggles, all in the context of the COVID-19 pandemic. Hi everyone, welcome to Countless, the podcast on everything and anything, and I'm your host, Dara. Thank you for joining me once again. This is the sixth episode of Countless, so cheers to you, my friend. I hope you're having a wonderful day so far. There are so many things to talk about today. Actually, I'm having my cousin Randy join me in this podcast. So thank you very much, cousin Randy. And there are a few things we want to talk about. And like I said in the beginning of this, boredom, lack of space, and relationship struggles. Yes, you know, things that you might find typically that are not related to the COVID-19 pandemic kind of typical normal stuff that we kind of go through from time to time but when it comes to shelter in place these struggles can heighten very much so when you have to stay at home right so i'm sure some of you can agree um some of you are seeing your spouses or partners a lot longer um you don't know what to do in your time because you're at home And usually, you know, you don't have enough time. But now you have so much time, you're just like, well, what now, right? I could clean, I can only clean so much. And then there is the lack of space because there's so many people in the house and you're like, oh my gosh, I gotta get out of here kind of thing. So anyway, um, I have my cousin Randy to join me in this episode and I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, what's up? Hello. See, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Loud and okay. clear, so it's good. Sweet. Cool. Thanks for joining Sweet. me here. Of course. Yes. As always. Yes. I totally forgot to ask him to introduce himself, so I'll just do it right here. Again, this is my cousin Randy. He lives in LA, originally born and raised in Oakland, and uh, he works as a tutor, so which is nice because he works remotely, which is an ideal job to have in the pandemic. So it all worked out for him. So awesome. COVID-19, as you know, has affected a lot of us differently, but similarly, for instance, money. That's a big thing for everyone's concern. But I think one of the struggles that we don't really think about is boredom. Yes, I think boredom is one of the struggles that COVID-19 has brought upon us, especially for those who are unable to work. Now, this is due to the lockdown. Obviously, we have to stay home home longer, long, 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 long periods of time. So how do we cope? Now, for me, I'm doing this podcast. That's one of them. For my cousin, Randy, he shares what keeps him entertained at these times. Definitely, like, dealing with boredom is is a really tricky thing. Um, mm-hmm. And not having the cabin fever, because I do miss people. So I guess within my routine, like, like my number one kind of place to go are games. So, like, I, I like keeping my brain occupied. So, so like during the days when I just don't really have anything to do, uh, I'm playing either like magic because, um, magic, the gathering has an online mm-hmm, program right. there. Uh, and then I play on my phone. Like there's a, a mobile game that I play or like a racing game called asphalt legends nine that I've recently mm-hmm. just gotten into. And it was, it was crazy because, it all all of it started just because I was on Reddit and I got a new phone and and someone posted on Reddit 
hey, look how gorgeous this game looks on this phone. And so I just download it just to kind of see like how it looked like. I was like, wow, oh, this looks really good. I start playing okay. it. And now I'm playing it like on a daily basis. But but to be honest, though, you know, it, it is it is working because it does in the sense that, you know, it does occupy my mind. It it sort of like settles me down, you know, when when mm -hmm. the news is just is just so gloomy. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So so that does occupy my time whether i have like routine or schedule for it like i can't tell you <laughs> night or day mm -hmm. it's whenever i'm in the mood and whenever my girlfriend depending upon like what she wants to do yeah uh, i somewhere in the routine like we're cooking lunch somewhere you know mm -hmm. you know we're, we're cooking you're we're cooking dinners so I'm, I'm definitely spending more time in normally in in the regular world i would be going out to eat Randy's schedule hasn't changed much since shelter-in-place has taken in effect. However, what has changed for himself, including everyone else, is the freedom of going out at any moment. You're not too much affected by it besides like just having the freedom to just go to the store or go out somewhere, uh, wherever you want. And I think that's the struggle for everyone, no matter what their schedule is, is just to have that freedom. Like, hey, I just want to buy, I, I need this. And he's like, oh, no, we right. can't. We have to wait either one week or in two weeks so that we're not mm -hmm. exposing ourselves, like, all the time. So we always have to make a list, you know? So it becomes, like, this thing that we have to pay attention to, you know, not some loosey-goosey, well, later at three, I'm just going to go to the pier and walk, you know? It's like, no, we can't do that right. anymore. Some of us made plans for 2020, but canceled them due to the uncertainty of the pandemic. I have a cousin who planned a wedding for October. He and his bride postponed it for next year. My trip with my family to the Philippines during Christmas season also canceled. As for Randy's girlfriend, she made a decision a few weeks before the shelter-in-place took in effect, of which would affect her overall income. That, in ordinary circumstances, may not be a big deal, but in the context of COVID-19, may have been the worst decision one can make, especially before a pandemic. She's taking it, uh, you know, it, it's, a bit, it's a bit more difficult for her uh, because she had the unfortunate timing of quitting her job, like, in February, like, uh, literally two weeks before the stay-at-home orders went down, right? right? And so... And so, like, her plan was, you know, after she had quit this job, and this was a job that she was at for 13 years at a hospital. Oh, wow. Right. That she was going to take, you know, this month, month and a half to rediscover all these things that she'd like to do. And she had the unfortunate, uh, she had the unfortunate luck of enjoying the outdoors. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. running yeah right? yeah and so and so now suddenly like all of these things that she want to do like find find work and and going to the outdoors were just taken away from her and yeah. so it was a very difficult adjustment for her not only that like she's a morning person and i'm an yeah. evening person <laughs> yeah uh-huh and, so and so that just added like additional strain to our relationship mm -hmm. ah relationships one of my favorite topics if i have the patience to go for another degree 
completely different from creative writing, I would be a psychologist or a counselor. In general, people fascinate me. But when two people get together, it can be both beautiful and difficult. It's beautiful because when two complete strangers can get along well enough to declare one another their lover, significant other, or eventually spouse, that's an amazing feat. If you don't think so, then you haven't been dating in recent years. It's also difficult because when you pass the lovey-dovey stuff, that's when shit gets real, meaning certain habits or quirks about a person begin to show, baggage is revealed, and contrasting communication styles become apparent. When it does, it can also be a beautiful process to figure things out. With COVID-19, tensions between couples either begin or rise. Here's Randy with his experience. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I imagine like a lot of couples are just are just going through this situation where they're really confronting the differences uh, between, you know, between partners. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we've definitely like had our stresses and, you know, you spend you spend that much time with each other. You question whether you should be together mm-hmm. uh, yes. at times because you're like, oh, my gosh, we're like so different. And it's hard to right. not get the perspective of. Oh wait a minute! Couples aren't supposed to spend twenty four seven together. Like, right. like we generally have our own lives, and then we come together every few hours or so. Right, right? exactly. And, and that's what most relationships are. Right. Um, but now we're expected to be, I think, a lot more, mm-hmm. um, and having to adjust to each other and trying to figure out like what's reasonable and what isn't is 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 pretty tough. You know, and then really? and then in combination of the fact that she is that um, financially, like you know, she's more precarious. You know, and that's that's a scary position uh, to be in. And mm. in some ways, the fact that I'm not so much in that position actually makes things more difficult mm. um, because we have, you know, we we have issues when it comes to like you know contribution and feeling mm. feeling like equals. Well, I think from what I I know, based on what you're telling me, is that you guys complement each other in different ways, right? It sounds like she's a very outdoorsy person and you are an inside person and there's nothing wrong with either of the two. But together, you can kind of teach something, you teach each other something. And, you know, it sounds like you're good with money. You know how to save. And I'm not sure. I can't really say how she is with her savings. But if anything, you know, you can give her tips on on how to work on that. I mean, it's a partnership in regards, no matter what, in different ways, whether it's intimate, whether it's even as a business, too. There's that aspect in a intimate relationship that I think people don't realize is the is in regards to money, you know, and that's one of mm-hmm. the top three reasons people divorce actually is, is money. It's like religion, children, and money. In regards to money, people don't realize, I think, that there is a business part of a relationship, right, in relation to money, right? And, and also the major uh, decisions we have to make as a couple when it comes to making big purchases, such as a house, a car, the amount of money you want to put put in into daycare, uh, et cetera, right? So, and I think that's an important aspect that sometimes people don't realize that can be a, uh, a big issue that can cause, that can cause distress among two people. So in my opinion, I, it's always, communication is key in everything, whether it's to resolve something, to address anything. 
uh, it's communication and to be honest with each other about about things and money is very important because everyone you know this day and age mostly couples put in or contribute um, however I'm not dissing the mom you know the stay-at-home mom or the stay-at-home dad that's dope but regardless even in that situation there's still a lot of talk of how to handle the money right oh and before we go back to the discussion i just want to say how i got to or where did i get the whole top three reasons that people get divorced i didn't read it online or look it up actually my history teacher in high school just told us this like in class nonchalantly and i i don't know why she said it i i don't remember but it just stuck to me for all these years so shout out to miss Ooh, i forgot your name but you were kind of b-word a little bit but regardless you taught me something you taught me that so thank you when she's applying 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 and i'm here playing my games like that's you know that's rough Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, so I definitely did you know want to become like more sensitive uh, uh, to her like situation and trying to figure out like how how best I can act as a partner to support right. her. I know your partner's looking for a job, and I am too. But and it, it must be hard that you know she's over there sending those resumes, and you're over there playing games. But as long as you both have like this understanding that like look. You're doing the gaming thing. I get it because you're, you don't have to work right now, but you will work in a few hours because you're tutoring a student, right? And you're understanding yeah. her circumstances because she's looking for a job. If anything, mm-hmm. you can be like, is there anything I can help you with with the resumes? Maybe I mm-hmm. can help you find jobs. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll send you an email of a list of jobs that I think might be good for you, but you don't have to apply mm-hmm. to them. Do you want me to do that? You know, like you have to mm-hmm. offer things some and not make yourself like do it for her because sometimes people be like, I don't need you. I can do this, you know? like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, if, if she feels that way that like, oh man, he's just playing games, you know, like I can't, I'm so, I am getting distracted Mm -hmm. because he's over there playing games. Then of course you offer like, look, what do you need me to do? Mm -hmm. What, what is that that I can do to support you? Right. Yeah. Moving forward. uh, Randy also brought something up that I think a lot of us are still figuring it out because we haven't been in this situation. This situation sort of exacerbated, though, is mm-hmm. is, you know, how 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 do we work from home? Now, that yes. was never a transition I ever had to worry about because I'm used to right. working at home. Mm-hmm. I, I basically have my own business. Right. And so, like, I, like, I know how to switch between, like, work and and, you know, doing domestic things. Mm-hmm. Right developed spaces Mm -hmm. um one of the challenges actually has been her transition in essentially working from home right because she was used to to going to work and going to an office for 13 years Mm -hmm. right so so the spaces of work and and uh, recreation and relaxation were very distinct for her right and now she has to she has to now use this place that would normally be a place you know, because she she always talks about being homely. Like she she emphasized very much, like you know, I want to make this a home. But the irony is that you know, you make it a home and you want to relax, but then you have to get work done. You know that that psychology, like it it, you know, there are times when when those clash. 
Randy has a point. The psychology between work and home have clashed for a lot of people. Work or a paid job was usually done outside of the house. In the morning, we got up, got ready, commuted to work, worked eight hours, and then drove back home, cooked and ate dinner, watched some TV, and headed to bed. Then repeat the same routine the next day. The key term here is routine. Part of routine was knowing where things were done. Work was done outside of the house, in another building. Even commuting to and from work helped our transition from being a parent to an employee or an employee to a parent. A home is a place to rest, eat meals, be with family, and sleep. But what happens when the home is suddenly the office and the daycare? That's when all hell breaks loose. Everybody, run away. Go to the f- mountains. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Not quite, right? It's not quite, we're not there yet. Um, but it almost feels that, that way because now it's about the person's psyche to help adjust. How to tell the brain that it's time to work, then tell it when the shift is over. I think one of the key things in order to help with this transition is first identifying your workspace. This is a space that you will only do work, nothing else okay um if you start nine to five you turn before nine hits you get ready as usual uh, definitely change your clothes for the day then turn on your computer if that is is what you do is on the computer then there you go that's where you will sit the whole day you will prepare mentally this is my office this is my time to do work i am getting paid And then when it's the end of your shift, you clock out, however way your company has set you up to do it, turn off the computers, change your clothes to something loungy, and then just relax, watch TV, go for a walk, and get your mind out of work. You're no longer in work, and yes, you're in the same building, you're in the same place, but you are not at work. So in my opinion, it takes time. It takes a lot of uh, adjusting mentally and physically. There are ways to do it. And like I said, changing your clothes is very important in this process. Shelter in place can make a home feel cramped when people are at home all at once. In these circumstances, shared spaces can be difficult. Now we realize it's because we need our different spaces. Right. So it's interesting how how you speak because, you know, you live like in 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 a house, Mm -hmm. you know, where you do have a, a place where, okay, this is Paco's table. Right. This is your space here Mm -hmm. and you can sort of like have your own spaces, Mm -hmm. but pretty much everything we have here is a shared space. Right. And so Mm -hmm. it can psychologically feel weird because she's working at what is our dining table. Right. And so it's not quite her space. And so and it's and it's difficult for her to kind of psychologically kind of switch to that spot and getting used Mm -hmm. to saying, okay, well, this is where I'm going to be sitting down. Right. Oh, but it's also our dining space. So, you know, occasionally we'll have to move stuff off and then we have to, you know, have dinner and then we take it off and then she has to, you know, go back to her papers again. I understand what Randy's girlfriend is going through here. It's hard to stay focused when you always have to move around from time to time whenever something comes up. 
So having established workspace is important. It supports routine and a necessary, necessary habit to accomplish goals. For instance, a designated space for arts and crafts will support the artist to stay focused. The artist will always have access to their supplies. However, if the artist has to remove their supplies whenever it's time to eat, it can be distracting and resetting the work area may be tedious, which could lead them to lose interest in their craft. Fortunately enough, though, um, Randy's girlfriend does have a place to go to do her work. Thankfully, uh, not everyone has a second place to go, not even a second office or anything like that. But in this situation, she does. What we where we have been fortunate though is that is that her dad is very close by, mm-hmm. and her dad has has a house there, and right. he's actually out of town right. because he's spending time because he's sheltering at home with his girlfriend in San Diego. Right. Yes. So there's basically, mm-hmm. an empty, there's basically an empty house there. Okay. And so one thing we were realizing, in fact, actually when when we were having uh, our um, conflict. Mm-hmm and we needed some space, she would actually go to her dad's mm-hmm. and spend time there. Um, one of the ironic things, though, is that one thing we learned from that was that she actually liked working at her dad's, um, having an empty place there, because there was mm-hmm. so much space for her. Yes. Um, her dad wasn't there, so she got to use her dad's setup, and her dad has her own business as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. He, he works with, with uh, computer networks, right? Yeah. Setting up computer networks. Yeah. So in some ways, because he himself had had a setup and knowing how to work from home she could then go to that space and she essentially had an office to her and she realized that she actually worked better at her dad's space uh right so 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 that's another way that we've again we've been really privileged uh you know the fact that we we have this wonderful yeah resource in her dad's dad's home Mm -hmm. which is just which is just, you know, uh, a five, 10 minute walk away. Yeah. In fact, that's where she is right now. Uh, oh, because okay. We're doing our interview and she has some tests that she needs to take care of. You know, she now has this open space, this nice quiet space where she can then focus and, and do her thing. Mm-hmm. And we've come to realize like, like that's one of the ways that we're coping. And it's one of the ways that she can replicate what she had with her job, mm-hmm. which is she can leave this place, mm-hmm. right? That, that, that even though we're sheltering at home, she still mm-hmm. has a place that she can drive to. Think of that space as her workspace. And then she can come back home and then this can, you know, can be more of a domestic, you know, space for, mm-hmm. you know, to, to right. relax. Right. Well, I mean, I'm glad so that different you guys have that. Yeah, like what you said, that is, you guys have the privilege to have like two spaces in that regard and kind of mimic of what she had when she did have a job, right. Kind of have a separate place to go to and go back to and et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's good to have that, but also thinking about your home as a way to also figure out your own individual spaces, even though, yes, you guys do live in an apartment, there's ways to do it. Um, I've kind of seen your bedroom and as you were talking, I was already formulating a way to reorganize your bed so that way possibly yeah. adding a desk um the bedroom is tricky sure. though i do have to say if when it comes to having to do work um at first it was mm. a struggle for me because i was like ah oh, man 
this this place i just want this place to be relaxing i don't want to think of work when i'm here i just want to think of it as like i come home and i just want to plop on my bed and just you know watch random crap mm -hmm. on my computer but it actually right. becomes this thing where i've just accepted my circumstance and it doesn't bother me any me anymore I'm, i know how to separate it like there are times when i'm like okay i'm gonna yeah. play these games for i don't know how long but I noticed mm. later in the day, I have the itch to go to work, but still be mm. like, still be in this space. And I think what helps me is by me changing my clothes. I think I mm. mentioned this to your girlfriend the other day is like changing clothes for what you need to do makes it mm. a big difference. And I think it's because when you go to work, you, you dress a certain way, right? When you go to school, you dress a certain way, even right. even whether it's not a uniform or not, you always have an idea like mm -hmm. how you should dress in school, how you should dress at work. So I think when I do my podcast, like, honestly, I don't, you know, yeah, I can, I can kind of, I can kind of use workout clothes, but really I'm like, no, I got to change. I'm going to shower and I'm going to change into something mm -hmm. that I feel like what, what I should wear when I make a podcast, which is nothing specific, but in my head, it's like, well, I'm, I'm changing my uniform, you know, for the task yeah. at hand. And so everyone is different. Yeah. Um, but at the very least, like, it's good that your partner has that other house so that you guys don't have yeah. to super worry about, you know, like, oh, she's in the dining room the whole time or yeah and yeah and and the fact that it allows her to, to just be able to to walk and you know experience the sun and the outdoors you know because she she does she does get cabin fever and she does feel trapped you know she mm -hmm. she's not an introvert in the way that that i am and and the way that i've i've gotten used to being indoors and and getting accustomed to being indoors mm -hmm. uh so so yeah i mean it definitely things things to to consider mm -hmm. um yeah and yeah and and the fact that it allows her to, to just be able to to walk and you know experience the sun and the outdoors you know because she she does she does get cabin fever and she does feel trapped you know she mm -hmm. she's not an introvert in the way that that i am and and the way that i've i've gotten used to being indoors and and getting accustomed to being indoors mm -hmm. uh so so yeah, I mean, it's definitely things to, to consider. All right, everyone, that concludes this episode of Countless, the sixth episode. Yes, I am so happy. <laughs> anyway, there are a few things I do take away from this uh, episode with my cousin Randy. And number one, shelter in place can make a home feel a lot smaller when everyone is home resolution so number one establish a work personal and shared spaces and respect those spaces once identified so for instance if you happen to become a remote worker at these times then you know communicate with your family or your partner whoever is at home that hey this space is only for work only this computer is only for work i'm not supposed to use it for anything else 
please don't use this desk for anything, right? Now, that can work if you have the space. Maybe you don't have multiple desks or multiple rooms to occupy or whatever it may be. Or maybe not enough corners in the house to take over. So it can be tricky for some people. Maybe designate a time then. So for example, example Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Something like that. And people have to respect it for what it is. Uh, maybe it, it'll be a shared workspace. So anyone can use it but have designated times for it during the week. Um, let's see. Shared spaces is very important to identify. And I know sometimes you people see that as common living areas for those who've had a dorm or shared an apartment during college or after college. And usually those are like the kitchen, the living room, the bathroom, right? These are spaces that everyone uses and have to take responsibility in cleaning it, cleaning up after themselves, etc. And this might seem common sense for the most part, but sometimes like a living room space, for example, it might be taken over as a workspace from time to time. So you need to still have those clear boundaries with the people you live about it. It's also important to make sure you respect those spaces once identified, right? Because that way um, people feel they're also feeling respected, right? Like if you say, this is my workspace, but you go there and you start drawing or you start gaming with the computer, that really shows disrespect for the person who wants to allocate it for work only. So that's very important. Number two, if you're in a relationship, take time for yourself. Don't get butthurt when your partner wants to be alone, okay? So this is very key. And um, I've heard stories that some couples are not getting along, even thinking about uh, breaking up or divorcing just because they realize they don't like each other after eight hours or 20 hours within the time, within the day. And it's like, well, here's the thing. We're not supposed to be spending so much time um, in long periods of time, that's just too ridiculous. So it's okay when your when your partner's like, I'm gonna go outside for a walk, and there's nothing to be hurt about. Like people need time on their own, you know. Uh, number three, communicate to your partner about your work schedule, any projects, and what you need to get work done. Right. So, for example, if you are working at home, be clear with your schedule. Like, hey, um, Monday Thursday I work nine to five, so I'll be at this 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 whole time. Please don't bug me. If you have any questions, try to just do deal with yourself. These are my breaks and my lunches, etc. Uh, let people know that you also have projects to work on that may not be in a set schedule, but you yourself are trying to follow routine. So there's that. So, but anyway, those are, in my opinion, three ways to deal with a shelter in place, to deal with a home that seems to get a lot smaller after everyone is home. A second point that I want to recap is working at home can trip out your psyche, okay? I talked about that a few moments, even with Randy and his girlfriend. Um, Work at home and blending it as being one can be difficult, right? Like I said, there's a we go through a mental process, whether we realize it or not, when it comes to getting ready for work. Like if I, for example, work in construction, I have to make sure I have my hard hat, I'm gonna have my tools, I'm wearing a particular kind of shirt or a vest to keep me protected, et cetera, et cetera, right? So when you get ready, you start preparing your mind that I am going to work and this is what work will look like. 
And so suppose the time to commute is taken away from you, right? Sometimes a 30-minute commute might seem a hassle in some ways, but actually I think it helps us to mentally prepare for what's ahead at work. So for example, if Again, if you work at a hospital and you're a nurse, right, and you have to get ready for work, you know, putting your scrubs on, the the right shoes on, etc. You start kind of getting your your you know your lunch together. Then you start commuting, whether it's a drive or taking the bus. You start preparing. Okay, this is what work's gonna look like, right? We don't say like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get in there, clock in. We don't really go through the motions while we commute. We just know we're doing it. Where we just know automatically once we get there what we're doing. But I'm just saying, whether it, I think it's kind of like a subconscious thing that we just as we get there we're already starting to prepare so but anyway i think to help with this whole tripping out the clashing of of the two worlds together work and home is number one set up routine right so for example if this is if you are now a remote worker these are ways for you to kind of get in the groove without getting stuck. So number one, set up a routine. Wake up at the same time. Get ready for work, i.e. change your clothes. Don't stay in pajamas and sweats, right? Because what do we relate to pajamas and sweats? It's usually relaxation. It's time to go to bed. You know, we're home and... I'm chill, right? So I can't work like that. I feel like I'm a lazy daisy or something when I'm I'm like that. Number two, enter your designated workspace of which no one can use for other purposes. Again, very key. I understand if there's a lack of space, so you have to share with someone. But if you can, if possible, designated a workspace for yourself. No one will use it but you. Number three, finish work by stepping out of work area. Okay, so don't use the same space to do other creative things or other random craft or whatever it may be. Just get out of the work area. 9 to 5, 5 p.m., you're out. You're clocking out, you're gone, okay? Same thing as at work. It's like, you know, you're leaving your office or something, right? So in order to do this, make sure you change your clothes to feel relaxed. Like I said, number two, go to another part of the home for relaxation, right? You see, that's kind of like the taking over the commuting part of it all right is the is to go to the other part of your home for relaxation so just be thankful there's no traffic in the hallway between the bathroom and and the living room okay so anyway i'm just saying that's just just there just a few tips that i think will help people adjust to being at home especially if you work at home All right, folks, that concludes the sixth episode of Countless. Thank you for joining me again. You'll hear from Randy in a future episode. Actually, it's a continuation of this episode. Hope you're having a wonderful day or evening. Be good to yourself and be good to others. Peace.